Thank you for joining us. This is Talk Namaste, and I'm Lonnie Renee here with Patience Elizabeth. On September 1st, live for our first podcast. We actually attempted to record this podcast a couple weeks ago, but if you know me at all, you know that I'm technically challenged. So here we are live with no filter, just the way it was meant to be. And... <laughs> We continued to have challenges this morning. We were downtown Denver at our podcast studio, and the building was locked. No one was there to let us in. So we are sitting in the kitchen of Patience's house. Uh, we are not quitters. That's right. Commitment. <laughs> we are here. We said we would be here. We're here. With the dogs and maybe the echo, but... Um, Thanks for, for joining us and um, our first podcast, Who Are We? So Patience and I are both alchemists devoted to our spirituality and to living magically, obviously, as we literally just got here by the hair of our chinny-chin-chin. But I think it's important to include a little bit about who we are, our background, how we got here literally to this podcast. Um and maybe who are not as well, and invite you to do the same. We eventually want to know who you are and how your alchemy is serving you and the people around you, and if not the world. Our podcast is really a way for us to share the alchemy, but there is personal alchemy in our I am. So Patience, do you want to start and share a little bit about who you are? Um, sure. So I'm uh, from the East Coast. I was born in Washington, D.C., just and lived in Woodbridge, Virginia until I was nine, and then um, moved to Oregon and spent some time um, on the coast of Oregon before finally landing here in Colorado as a teenager. Um, I... I'm the mother of four teenagers, three boys and a daughter, and um, recently divorced, run my own um, business supporting families as a developmental psychologist and a parenting coach, and do healing and spiritual work, and you're magical. And I'm magical. Awesome. Uh, where'd you go to school? I went to uh, CU Denver for my master's degree and Metro for my bachelor's degree. So here in Colorado. Cool. Yeah. And any background in religion? So I was born and raised um, Mormon. 
My family goes back way all the way back to the inception of Mormonism on my mother's side. Wow, so, that's yeah, <clears throat> very much had, you know, somewhat of a spiritual practice, was always drawn to spirituality, even though the Mormonism doctrine didn't ever resonate with me. Um, and I left very early when I was about 13, 14, and started getting hooked into the metaphysical world, got a tarot deck, um, started learning, studying, um, ran into a few psychics along the way, <laughs> but never was able to find any path or uh, religion, church that really spoke to me. Everything was lacking something. Um it didn't have that extra piece. It was interesting, good information, good knowledge, but nothing that actually allowed for it to become a part of my life and a part of who I was and, and cause change. Yeah. So in our next podcast on September 13th, we're going to bring in a great topic and sometimes a heated topic of spirituality versus religion. And I'd love to know more about the spirituality of, of the Mormon church yeah. and, and I'll share about the, the Catholic church, but. Um, so tell us about you. Okay. A little bit about me and my background. I was born in Columbus, Ohio. And six weeks later, my parents moved our family to Seattle, Washington. At two, we moved to Los Angeles and then to Northern California when I was six. So growing up on the West Coast was definitely a major piece to my spiritual journey. For I believe if I was raised in the Midwest, I may have stayed a little small. Um, I was always energetic, active, and an empath. So my wild gypsy soul resonated with California's free-spiritedness and open-minded lifestyle. We were Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I even graduated from a Catholic high school, Archbishop Mitty High in San Jose. And I moved to San Diego in 1987 to go to college and graduated from SDSU. Five years later with a degree in health science. I got to say I loved my life. I was educated, successful, healthy, happy. I lived on the beach, enjoyed my work, had great friends, great times. Life was good. However, something was always missing. I longed for something, though it was never clear to me what it was, though now I know it was definitely my alchemy, something we share. And if you're listening, I'm sure you have a story too, and every story has a turning point, a wake-up call or that moment that changes our lives forever, or literally puts us on our spiritual path without even knowing it. And many times it can be hard and painful, if not difficult. I wish it didn't have to be this way, but for many of us it is. And it seems to be what causes the shift or literally puts us on our spiritual path. Um, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. There's always that turning point. Yeah. And what was your turning point or did you ever hit bottom as we sometimes say in the temple um what got you to seek the light or see the light uh well uh I would say I have two major turning points one was when I was eight years old um and was abused 
um, by a step parent and knew I had to heal from that some way. Um, and then my second turning point, um, in my adult life that really caused me to go, okay, this is it. I've got to shift it. Um, actually was, wow, November of 2016. Wow. And I had, I was working toward being, um, a gestational carrier or a surrogate for a couple in California and got pregnant and then miscarried. Mm -hmm. And that loss happened and month like weeks later actually I walked into your space oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) so that point of everything that was going on there that loss what was happening in my life of really it's critical that I find my spiritual practice because I was so miserable in my life that loss just took me out. Um, 2016 was also, you know, a rough election year. So all of those things really just was like, I have got to find what I need. And I started going to some Buddhist meditations and things like that. And it just, it wasn't what I really needed. Um, but you were searching, but I was searching and, you know, as the universe tends to do moments are created and opportunities. And I went and had coffee with my friend. Um, and we were just down the street and she goes, I want to go show you this place that I've been going to, which was sacred sanctuary Yes, in Arvada. Yep. And we were already way over time and running late. And I was like, Yes, definitely. Let's go look and walked in and knew this was what I'd been looking for. So for as long as I've known you and worked with you Mm -hmm. and shared with you and guided you, um, I'm not too sure if I heard it in that magical way, um, because that's why I'm a spiritualist and why I started my own path. My turning point was when I was 24 years old, I would say in love and ready to take that leap into spending my life with somebody I loved, I got pregnant. And instead of him asking me to marry him, he asked me to get an abortion. And that was my son, Nathan, who would be 26 if he were here today. It's amazing how one significant relationship can change the course of the rest of our, of our life and one significant decision. If only I had the knowledge I have now to have healed that pain back then, just like you were saying, but I didn't. And three years later, when I was 27, I was in another relationship I thought would be happy ever after. And unfortunately, the Navy SEAL life that we had to endure got the best of us and I had two more abortions. Jordan and Andy, a little girl. I had to make a choice to live or die. I lost myself, my relationships, and my children. And I remember just wanting to stop breathing, to stop living. It wasn't long after that 
that my mother flew me to Santa Cruz and picked me up from the airport and drove me to a psychic. Her name was Susan and she changed my life. By the way, she was the first psychic I'd ever been to. And I did not know my parents had often gone to psychics. So um, talk about shocking from the conservative upbringing I was raised in. But I was in so much pain and she gave me so much hope. And that moment was when I somehow saw the light or at least a flicker of it. And though I was always seeking and interested in what I would call the new age world, um, my spiritual journey began that day. Wow. Yeah. So we, we share something that I think has um, gotten us to where we're at and why we're so passionate to, to reach others and to maybe inspire other people to not fall in their pain or quit in their pain or deny their pain. I think a lot of people go through something difficult and it just gets buried. Right. And we can get, we can bury it to try to pretend it's not there, but I think inevitably it buries us if we try to do that. Right. And so just being willing to keep moving forward. Yeah. Find that there is, away and whatever your path is keep searching yeah and trust right like when you don't always know where it's going to take you or lead you um trust and something will show up just like when you entered sacred sanctuary and I had my moment of trusting my mother as she literally dropped me off (laughs) (laughs) at a trailer park to see Susan and pick me up four hours later. So our stories are so important and we have so many chapters to our story. And I love our stories when they serve us and help us and guide us. And we don't get stuck there and we don't repeat it or complain about it, but we use it as a magical tool. It's what we call our alchemy. And it's really why we're here and why we became spiritual women. Um, I think we should also share our spiritual background, education and training, because um, it's important that this is our first podcast, but not our last. And Patience and I really want to reach as many people as we can. But sometimes you might question who we are and where we come from. So we can always say, go back to the first podcast yeah. And hopefully some of our credibility is. Yeah. We want you to know that we're, we come with some knowledge yeah. and, and we have something to offer you. So experience, Lonnie, tell us about your spiritual training. Oh boy. Okay. There's a lot to share, but here's a quick little bio. Um, I found shamanism and native American mm. spirituality in college back when I was in San Diego I soon worked with an energetic medicine woman for many years in California, uh, Alyssa, who blessed me with the medicine wheel teachings and was my first Reiki teacher, gave me my attunements. She was magical. And to this day, I miss her. Those first teachers are so important. Yeah. Um, 
During that time, I also worked with Irma, who I still see today. I saw her in San Diego when <clears throat> we were visiting uh, Newport Beach. She was my first spiritual therapist. And she questioned me and my life and my values and was so loving and caring and just still dear to my heart. Sherry was a reflexologist who introduced me to Young Living Essential Oils. Um, so those of you who know me and have Young Living Oils at your home and use them know she was definitely a key player on my path. And I've used the oils for 25 years faithfully. She also gave me my first stone. And I wow. have been a bit of a rock whore since then. Um, <clears throat> I still have that stone. It's the shape of a heart and it's on my altar. Uh, there have been countless alternative doctors, healers, and modalities that have helped me as well. Too many to mention. But in 2003, I moved to Florida. I opened my first spiritual center, Sacred Space gave birth to my beloved daughter, Charlie Renee, a month later and found an international mystery school to study in and train in six months later. So talk about whirlwind. Wow. Um, <clears throat> and I became an alchemist. And as you know, as an alchemist, that was a major turning point for me. Um, and I'll share more, but why don't you share your path to alchemist? Yeah. Um, so... I got my first tarot deck when I was 14 and started studying the tarot and um, went to some classes at some metaphysical stores. Do you still have that deck? I do still have that deck. Oh, my deck. God. You have to show yes. me that deck. I have that deck. It's actually a very um, shamanistic deck. Wow. Yeah. I have my first deck, and it stinks. It's so old. <laughs> Those are so They're important. Relics. Though, those treasures, I, yes. right? Love that. And it's always special when you pull it out and yeah. work with it. And, and remember, it takes mm -hmm. you right back. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. So, um, and started taking some classes and, but they were metaphysical classes and, and, um, and it was interesting and I liked them, but Again, it sort of felt like elementary school. Mm -hmm. And then, um, what was it, 10, 15 years ago, mm -hmm. I started taking all of the classes, um, the science of mind classes. At Mile High. At Mile High. And I went through all of those classes. And um, every time I would ever go to Sunday service, I hated it. I was like, I don't like this. But when I learned that Ernest Holmes never intended to have a church, but only ever wanted a school, I was like, okay, this is about study. Yeah. So I took those classes and I love those classes. I love that teaching of mm -hmm. spiritual law mm -hmm. that, you know, there's physical law, there's spiritual law. And if we understand how those laws work, then we can utilize them. The problem was nobody ever, it doesn't go to that next step. Right. It's the preaching versus the teaching. Versus the teaching. Right. Yeah. And they built a religion based on a teacher. On a teacher. Yeah. Right. And so, again, it was like, okay, these are fabulous, wonderful teachings. I love the study. I love the practice of study, mm -hmm. of learning. But there's still no application yeah. of it. Um, can I say, too, that yeah. reading Ernest Holmes can be a bit tricky. Yes. But there is 
one of my favorite books written by him is this thing called You. That's the dog, by the way. If you can hear the water lapping. (laughs) That's Mocha. (laughs) Getting thirsty. We're talking too much. Yes. Um, But this thing called You by Ernest Holmes is definitely an altarpiece. And if you are inspired by this question of who we are, start there. Yeah. it's it, His writing is really amazing. The teachings are really amazing. Magical. Yeah, absolutely. So studied there um, four or five years, did all of those classes. And, you know, they have a practitioner training that you can do. And, um, and then I, what type of practitioner do you become? You become a... Um, a science of mind practitioner Mm -hmm. and you know, the practitioners do various different things there at the church, but really it's very specific Mm -hmm. to what they do. Um, And again, it was very, it it was an interesting thing. I really was thinking about doing that next step because I wanted to continue Mm -hmm. my training and, but it didn't, it wasn't the way I wanted to serve. Yeah. It didn't provide that. Do the, I think of them as becoming like a reverend or a... Eventually, you can yeah. go into that mm-hmm. next after practitioner. Practitioners are, you know, they TA the classes okay. and they hold space and do prayer <laughs> <laughs> for, you know, if people input that they have prayer requests, they do prayer. And, mm-hmm. you know, Science of Mind has a very specific way that you pray, um, which was the most practical piece. Um, and it's definitely a magical way to pray. Um, but I still wanted it deeper. I wanted to serve more transformationally, more Mm -hmm. magically. Mm -hmm. And so then in, um, 2017, I became an alchemist. alchemist. And that can be mind blowing when you, you take alchemy. It was for me, the, it blew me away, but in the most positive way of finally, here's yeah. where all of the pieces finally come together in a real way, in a practical application. I can do this every day and it will change my life. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. People always ask, well, what am I going to get from alchemy? And I'm like, I, I cannot tell you that because alchemy is based on one very big question, who are you? Right. So then when we say I am and you don't know, or you can only rattle off your name or maybe what's on your driver's license, but who are we? What are we? Where did we come from? And then defining our purpose while we're here. And then even more scary to many people is where are you going? Right. Whether it be next week, next year, or in the afterlife. So when when you can't when you come up to sorry, Mocha's just making the dogs slap. are contributing today. <laughs> yes, they are with us live online. Um but when you when you we have learned and we've been programmed and educated to say, um, tell me what we're gonna learn and what I'll gain. Right. From something like alchemy. But what I love about alchemy is we can't. Right. Because there's something that happens in your process of a new identity or questioning 
who you are or maybe even who you were. Like you were Mormon, I was Catholic. Right. But we've moved beyond that. Right. Um, we were and children, now we're women. part of the magic of alchemy. Yeah. It will show up for you the way you show up for it. Right. And where you are in your process. Right. And how willing you are. And then there are, so there's 10 teachings and then there's 10 rituals that when the rituals are done, once the knowledge has been received, the two become a union or an alchemical process where our I am starts to show up. And that's a really cool process. Like I'm magical, I'm intuitive, I'm psychic, I'm energetic, I'm healing, I'm in motion, I'm getting divorced. I'm moving across the country. Like all these other pieces start to blossom that we would never have discovered if we didn't have a knowledge that made us question who we were and a spiritual practice through these ancient rituals that then come together and we start to, um, we start to evolve and identify ourselves. So, so So powerful. And I'm just watching the clock because we have five minutes of time left. Okay. So um, real quick, why don't we let them know that on the 13th, we're going to be bringing in a live podcast at 7 p.m. And hopefully we'll be at the podcast studio at the time. Yes. So we... We have no idea what this sounds like. Right. <laughs> so have- you might text us, email us. Let us know. Also, too, any alchemist out there who want to be a guest at the live podcast and and share your own alchemy, we are open to hearing from you and what you can contribute. Again, we just want to inspire you and push you a little bit to to find your own path and your own spirituality through this process. And nothing is more powerful and transformational than sharing your story. Yeah. So on the 13th, spirituality versus religion. And we're also going to bring in this topic of angels versus demons and the light versus the dark. So Friday, the 13th, Friday, the 13th perfect day, very magical <laughs> for this intense conversation. 7 PM. We hope you can join us. And I'm going to leave you with a really powerful I am by Elemental. You can download them on iTunes. I've listened to it a hundred times. If you're an alchemist, if you've been in temple, you've heard this, I'm sure. So before you, before you uh, finish your, your day and enjoy your holiday weekend, I would love for you to listen to the I am. Thanks for joining our podcast today. Talk Namaste. I'm Lonnie Renee. And I'm Patience Elizabeth. Enjoy this Who Am I by Elemental. You can download it on iTunes. And we'll see you 7 p.m. Friday the 13th live for Spirituality versus Religion. Namaste. Namaste.
I cannot say. You see, my seasons, they change from day to day. Poet, priest, assassin, thief. My magic suspends my disbelief. Who am I? I'm just a pack of lies. I'm a tower of cards. I'm the yarn of a bard. I'm the jest of a fool. A glittering jewel. I'm just a candy-coated castle in the sky. But this little self is just the daydream of an angel. It's the shadow of a rainbow. It's the twinkling in the inkling in the blink of an all-seeing eye. So tear down your lying idols and let your spirit free. Stop searching and find. Stop listening and hear. Stop looking and simply see. Disaster comes knocking, it's us fools who'll be laughing. <laughs> Noah and his folks with a neighborhood joke until the rain started falling and the levees broke. Too late, the profane saw the error of their ways at the end of their tethers in the ancient of days. So don't get manic and panicked when terror turns titanic. Just don't stand and stare at the wave as it breaks. Do what thou wilt, whatever it takes. Follow Lord Fortune.
wherever he leads. And petition your angels to tend to your needs. Go crazy, go wild, get wasted, get wise. Wake up from your nightmares and stop believing their lies. Get active, get radical, get real, and get magical. Aspire to your highest and embrace all your lows. Give in to desire, let the flood of lust flow. Let experience unjudged be your teacher supreme. In the midst of marriage of the king and his queen. For devotion delivered from lust of result destroys the delusions of the personal cult. And the seed of the apple the snake gave the dove that was Shakti. And Shiva, united in love. For the fruit of the knowledge of good and ill was a necessary evil, but a bitter pill. For the fruit of the tree of eternal life the salve to alleviate our mortal strife. And the kiss of the cobra both kills and cures. And the only defense is a heart that's pure. It's a drug to unhinge the temple's door key to the kingdom where love is the law. The word of sin is restriction. So give in to your sacred addiction. Get drunk on the wine the light divine so bright that it bites and it burns your mind blind to all but to love and the grace of creation divorced from mistaken identification as you watch every breath with dispassionate wonder at once here and now blissful blue yonder so let reason and passion be your left and your right no more divided than day is from night and then unite by your art your head and your heart because emptiness ends eternity starts because emptiness ends where eternity starts
Pick up your beds and tear down your defenses. And then retrace the course of the spring to its source. In the time before mind, where God alone knows. In the Garden of Eden, where the tree of life grows. 